Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Bird Brains. My partner is the longtime beat writer for NJ.com and Trenton Times, Mark Eckel. Covered the Eagles for many, many years. I'm ex-Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Stars, tight end, Ken Dunnick. And, Mark, we've got a lot of, to talk about this yes, morning. Do. The Eagles have clinched the playoff berth, which five or six weeks ago we would have thought was absolutely impossible. But let me mention our sponsor, Jersey Man and Philly Man Magazine. The new magazine, the new issue is out, and it's on our website for free. If you want to read about Karen Hatcher of Comcast and Reggie White and Sam Mills and a bunch of recognizable names in Philadelphia sports, please go to our website, jerseymanmagazine.com. You can read the magazine for free, see selected stories. And, of course, if you're old school like me and want a hard copy, subscriptions are available at jerseymanmagazine.com. Just hit the PayPal tab, and you're in business. So, Mark, you and I have been around for a long time, and I know you're a boxing fan, so I want to start out this podcast with a question, and that is, what is your all-time favorite fight? Oh, that's a tough one, Ken. I, I'm a big Muhammad Ali fan. I loved Ali growing up and everything. So I, I would say probably my favorite fight of his was when he beat George Foreman in the rope-a-dope. And, right. The strategy was rope-a-dope. Rope-a-dope. Right? And that's, well, uh, what, yeah. does that have, what does that have to do with our current conversation? About well, because that's, that, I think Nick Sirianni's a big fan of, the, of that fight as well because that's you, what the Eagles do every week. You mean they he goes up in the first quarter yeah, and takes a yeah. few punches Let's, and then he comes out Exactly. He comes, he, he's, he lays on the ropes for a quarter and a half or so, maybe even a whole half sometimes, and lets the other team say, all right, come on, give me your best shot. Come on, Washington, what do you got? Washington come out, they, they score, they kick a ten. That's all you got, 10 nothing. Okay, we got you. Score. Second and they half, scored so easily. Out. I mean, the first drive, well, yeah, just they just marched up trying. and down the field. Yeah. Well, the Eagles are them. Ali let Foreman beat the hell out of him for five rounds. I wonder if Sirianni's a boxing fan. I think he is. I think he's copying this. He saw the fight. Sirianni was around. He's kind of young then, but he probably saw films. like, Yeah, the the, the Eagles are rope a dope. So, listen, it. It, I, I hear you. It's, it's crazy. crazy. I'm, I'm joking, exciting. but no, I, I'm, I hear you. I but hear it is. You. That's when I'm, when I'm watching that game. I'm thinking this is like this is because I again, not that I'm some kind of clairvoyant, but I'm watching that game yesterday, and I, I was, I, of course, I was out watching it because it wasn't the local game uh, here in Carolina. But um, so there's other games on. But I'm watching, and and I'm saying they're gonna they're gonna win this game. I never I, even when it was ten nothing. Well, it was ten nothing. I was, but, but when they went down and scored, made it ten seven. When they went right back and made it ten seven, they're going to win this game. They're going to. I, I, I never. Washington's just not. They couldn't sustain that. Just like Foreman couldn't sustain. You know, he beat himself up. He, he knocked himself out. Really, I mean, you know, he, when I, not. Although I got a little concerned on the on Washington's last drive when they did get down to the twenty. That was that. Made, I didn't think that was going to happen. And then yeah, McLeod he, um, makes a great interception to save the he, he, he sure did. Um, but, and by the way, the hidden nugget of information there for you podcast listeners and, and fans of the Bird Brains with Ken and Mark is Mark leaves the comfort of his living room to go to a sports bar in luxurious Myrtle Beach <laughs> to watch the Eagle game so he can comment on it. And uh, yeah. he's, a true, he's a true professional. But hey, listen, you and I, I think, are in agreement on the Eagles. Is that this is a tremendous accomplishment. Nick Sirianni should be mentioned in Coach of the Year category because I don't think anybody 
saw this coming. Uh, certainly, I had conversations with Eagles insiders like Mike Quick, and we were in agreement with a new coaching staff, a guy who's never been with a, uh, a head coach before, that we we're, were thinking maybe, you know, seven wins, eight wins. And now, they, they're, now they're nine and seven. Uh, they're going to play Dallas next week and really what turns out to be a meaningless game for both teams. So we'll well, not for Dallas. No, no, everyone says it's meaningless, meaningless for Dallas. It, it is and it isn't. I mean, they're not – they're the four seed right now. I don't think – I think you'd much rather beat a two or the three, especially the two, than the four. I mean, you get an easier first well, right, round Right game. now, right now Dallas the Rams are two at 12 right. and four. right. And the Buccaneers are third at twelve, 12 and four. Right, and Dallas is eleven and five. And Dallas, so it would it would take the a Ram Rams and or, and, or a Buc- and the Bucks. One or, well, one or the other would have to lose to, and, to move up, right? Because right, Dallas well, if they, the if they stay at four, see four or five doesn't really make any difference because it's probably no. going to be the Cowboys well, and Cardinals at that. Well, well, you would be five. home. Four would be home unless unless they flip, right? Yeah, home home um, obviously a distinct advantage. But I mean, so it's not. It's more. It's definitely meaningless. If I'm the Eagles, I'm not playing anybody next week. I don't. Uh, yeah, I agree. I the Eagles, risk, the Eagles can't. They can't improve their position. No. They're going I mean, to be six or seven. I guess seven. they. Well, no, they could. They could. They could get to six. But is that well, big? The, is that a big deal? Well, this. Uh, well, you're six playing. You're playing the Buccaneers instead of the Rams. Most. Well, likely. you don't know. You don't. You don't even know who's going to win. Well, those, I mean, most know. likely. I mean, as you, you know, as you look at this thing, I mean, it's well. The uh, big game. The big game next week. The biggest game of the week in my well. The Chargers Raiders is the biggest game because the winners in the losers out. And the NFC, to me, the big, the most important game is the Rams and 49ers. Because if the Rams beat the Niners, and I think they're favored, the Niners could be out. And if the, right. if the Saints, if the Saints beat the Falcons and the Rams beat the Niners, the Niners are out and the Saints are in. Now, it will be interesting to see if the Rams uh, play well, how, right, how starting how players for the again for the, the Rams are they're number two right now. See, I think being two is very important. I really do because you're it guarantees you two home games. You're and, home through the playoffs until you until, get to the on, and the, you might be home all the way if Green Bay were to lose, which is yeah. you know somebody could. It's not impossible, obviously. Especially this year, everything with craziness. Twos, I would like. I mean, if you can't obviously. Green Bay wrapped up number one. So the best anybody else can do is two. Well, to me, two is, two is important, I think, because if, if form holds, at least you're going to be home. You're going to be playing the, if you, two and three. Two is going to be home. If, so if you're the Rams, you get to be home instead of having to go to Tampa or vice versa. If you're Tampa, you get to be home instead of having to go out to Los Angeles. So it is it isn't. I think it is. I think it's important two, three to be two instead of three, or two or three instead of four. You know, um, but when you with six and seven, I don't think is a big deal. Um, you're you're going to be on the road. I mean, we could talk. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Oh yeah, we, who, we have who, a lot who are to talk the, about in the coming what weeks team, and what teams who's do you where think the Eagles match up the best against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, well, let's uh, getting getting back to yesterday's game. Uh, talk a little bit specifically about Jalen Hurts again, getting off to a slow start, but his elusiveness has really impressed me yesterday. His ability to avoid the sack, which is something that Carson Wentz just couldn't do. The Eagles' offensive line has played pretty well, but the times that it does break down, Hurts is able to really make plays out of nothing, which is a, a tremendous asset. He also 
you know, can run the football. He rushed seven times for 44 yards. Again, the Eagles crack 100 yards with 118. Without Miles Sanders, Boston Scott has 47 yards. Jalen Howard, you could tell in very limited duty, he was hurting a little bit with that stinger situation. His neck, he had 26 yards on just a few carries. Dallas Goddard, I thought, caught the football extremely well. Six catches, 71 yards. You know, Josh Sweat is becoming a force on the outside, getting heat on the quarterback. I like the way T.J. Edwards is moving around. I think he combined for 13 tackles yesterday. And, of course, you mentioned the Rodney McLeod interception that sealed the game. Tremendous catch. I mean, overall, the Eagles really have improved week after week, and now they're a playoff team. Yeah, I mean – I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to. Yes, they are. They they made the playoffs, and that's a, and that's a great accomplishment for a first year coach with a young quarterback, uh, a team that started two and five and could have easily said, oh, oh this is this isn't our year. Um, and I and I think that was, that, I think that was a thought process a little bit. I mean, they they did trade one of their better players in the middle of the season, Zach Ertz is having a very good year for the Cardinals. Helped the, he, he was a big factor in that Cardinal win over, over the Cowboys yesterday. I think he caught seven passes or something. Um, so yeah, to, to go any, t- I mean, listen, it's, it's hard to make the playoffs in the NFL. It's, I mean, it's, you know, not everybody is, it's not, it's while well, they're getting it, they're making it a little easier by adding teams, but still um, it, it's an accomplishment, but I wouldn't get, to, I don't want to get too excited because they have to. We know what you're saying, Mark. Don't, <laughs> don't get fitted for another Super Bowl ring or right. Super I mean, Bowl parade, and, right? and, I, and, I, and I don't think people think that. I, I mean, I don't. No way I talk to does. But um, I mean, and, and this hasn't been made enough of. I don't think. And I'm going to ask you about this because you, you. I mean, I covered it. I covered football for a long time, 32 years, on the road, traveling every game, doing things like that, and. I know what travel meant to, as a, to me, and I wasn't playing the game. Now, I also wasn't on a chartered flight, but I think, and again, this is just the way the schedule came out. The Eagles didn't get on a plane for the last eight games, the last eight weeks of the season, not eight games, eight weeks of the season. They had a bye, they, they were home, they went to the Meadowlands twice, and they went down to Washington. That's pretty I think, unusual. Yeah, it's extremely unusual. Just the way the schedule broke. This is kind of, kind of mm-hmm. weird, but I think that was a – a nice little factor, and and they went, you know, they they won a lot of these games, and not and not that they wouldn't. I'm not saying they wouldn't have won if they were on, but I know you get tired of the season. Players get tired, and I got tired. I mean, I was like I said, I wasn't playing; I was just covering. But you get on them planes, and you travel, and you're in the hotels, and you're here, and you're there. Especially like I know, like when when and again, I, if I ever made the schedule, I would never let this happen. When teams have to go on the road like three straight weeks, or two out of three, or three out of four. I think it takes a little bit more out of you. Being home like that, yeah, I agree with that. I I think overall travel uh, is a bit uh, overrated. I think it's a minor inconvenience. Of course, you would rather be at home, sleeping in your own bed, playing in front of your home crowd, eating the home-cooked meal. That's obvious. But, you know, there are times when maybe things aren't going well at home and you you need a, you want to get some fresh scenery. You want to get out of town. You know, there there are different factors. Hey, I got to I got to mention one factor that I think is being overlooked, and and that's the Eagles' defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon, who's actually being mentioned for some head coaching jobs. He seems because of these slow starts to me, he looks like he goes back to that soft cover two, 
which means you can run the football because the safety is deep and the middle of the field is wide open. But if you notice in the second half, he got very aggressive. He blitzed early in the second half, mm-hmm. and the Eagles came away with two sacks there. And I, and I think that's something the Eagles need to do more of because Taylor Heineke is a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. I actually covered him at Old Dominion. I thought he had a chance to uh, to make it in the NFL, and I think he's uh, secured his, his place as a starter in the NFL, whether it's with Washington or someone else. But um, he was picking the Eagles apart early on, and most good quarterbacks, and Eagles haven't played many lately, can pick apart that soft cover two zone unless you change it up. Well, Gannon's following the script. He's first half. He's, he's on the rope. He's a rope. He's on the rope. Like Sirianni. Soft playing he's soft. Right, he's in the rope. He comes in now, he lets Washington, and then he comes out and, like Ali did in around, around six or seven, come, comes off the ropes and starts pummeling him. It's, it's hey, two, this is rope-a-dope. Two, two things I want to mention around the league. You know, I think the Eagles have some character guys. I don't know if you saw Jason's, uh, Jason Kelsey's speech. To the no, I, I want to go on YouTube. Yeah, you got to look at that because it's absolutely inspirational. And, you know, the Eagles do have some character guys. I tell you the antithesis to me of a character guy is Antonio Brown. Oh. The uh, stunt he pulled yesterday in Tampa Bay. If another an GM answer. signs him to a contract, never seen anything like it. Never no, seen a guy either. quit on his team, embarrass Not himself like and his organization, and right in front of national TV. If any, I don't care how. To, and the guy a few years ago was the best receiver in the league. If any GM signs him to a contract in the future. He should uh, lose his job because this guy is is not a, he's not the I don't care how talented you are you, he's not the kind of a guy that you want to have on your team and then you've got you know not to get political but you've got a guy in Kirk Cousins who chooses not to be vaccinated and has to sit out you know a game that really was marks the season for them Minnesota goes down to Green Bay last night just wondered if you had any comments on that here in closing. Well, Brown, I've I, I've I've covered long enough. I've seen players and teams quit. I mean, that not not like that. Not like subtly, you know. You see it because you're there every day. You're in the locker, and you can yeah, tell like quitting, like, not playing hard. That yeah, and kind of packing it in. Yeah. You know, talk, they're talking about the off season when there's still three games left. You know, what I'm saying like you could, you know, if you're around enough, you see. I've never in my life in the middle of the game when you're in. Player, the game's going on, and you're you're taking your Throw, throwing off your and clothes you're throwing, off into the you're stands waving and, to the crowd. Like the Jets care. He's waving to the Jets crowd. Who yeah, the Jets are just like, him. what's going on here, right? <laughs> that is that's the most that's that's one of the most bizarre scenes I've ever seen in an NFL. And he, he's obviously a troubled guy, and, and I, yeah. I hope that he gets his life straight. Anyway, we're out of help. time. Hopefully, we'll be back next week with some specific playoff information and some good news. For Mark Eckel, I'm Ken Dunnick. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care.